something to say. Hello everybody and welcome back to Project Shadow. Hi, I'm Charlie. How you been doing? I hope you've been doing good since we last talked. And if this is the first time you're listening to the sounds of my voice, hi, how you doing? Hope you like the podcast. Please subscribe and join the community, which, yeah. <laughs> Today I would like to talk about a topic that is rather cliche and that's actually why I think it is more important now than ever to really talk about this. And that's this idea that sharing is caring. Now, I'm sure you've heard this before, and it's usually part of some like lesson that you teach a child, right? Don't forget, Junior, sharing is caring. But in our modern day and age, it's more true than it has ever been. And it's true in a different way than ever before, even since the advent of social media. Because back in the day, if you're like me and had a Twitter account before Twitter had vowels, because you knew somebody at Odeo who let you in. Yeah, back in the old days when you used things like Jaiku. Remember Jaiku? Does anybody remember Jaiku? I remember Jaiku. I loved it. And... All those wonderful, wonderful, wonderful websites that have gone the way of the dinosaur. Because all we have left now is Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram and all that. But anyway, back then, sharing was something that we did on a regular basis. We shared the things that we loved. And because every website that we were sharing on showed us the content in reverse chronological order... We could go through and see everything that our friends shared. In fact, there were entire social sharing sites. Does anybody remember Delicious? No? Okay. Well, we used to share, and we used to visit sites that other people had found, and it was kind of like a treasure hunt. You would go out on the internet and find awesome, cool things and share them, because... Well, the internet was an old hat, and we hadn't seen everything a thousand times over and over and over again. And so everything was fresh and new. Like, I remember the first time I ever saw a webcomic. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And I shared it everywhere and just screamed at the top of my lungs, Oh my goodness, this is the greatest thing ever! Because it was. And so there's that kind of sharing, and that kind of sharing still goes on today. I mean, I find a new artist, and I tweet about it, and I share it on Facebook, and I maybe do a podcast about it, like you saw on Monday. But now, and here's the problem, these websites aren't showing us what our friends are sharing. They're showing us what they algorithmically have determined we are interested in. Mmm... And we could go through all of the math and magic and all of that behind the algorithms so that you know how to make sure your posts 
show up on your friends' timelines because that's a thing some people think about now. They think about so much and so hard. There are entire blogs and podcasts and websites and video courses that you can take for hundreds if not thousands of dollars so you can ensure that other people see the stuff that you share because that's social media now. And of course there's the trolls and the... But we're not going to talk about all that. Today it's about sharing. And what does sharing actually mean? And this is something that I've given a lot of thought to because, well, I like social media. And I'm one of those effete snobs who likes to look back at the glory days and go, remember when Google Plus was amazing? And it was only those of us that were invited in and we all talked to each other all the time and we had random hangouts with complete strangers that were so much fun and changed the way we saw various aspects of our craft. Yeah, I actually think about that from time to time because it used to be amazing and yeah, we used to actually have random hangouts. Like, you would just post, I'm hanging out right now, you want to hang out too? And then people would show up and you would actually have discussions with them and it would be amazing. Or you would join other people's just random hangouts and it would be amazing because, well, there weren't that many of us there and the trolls hadn't arrived yet and the algorithms didn't have enough data to hide anything from us. Yeah. But what does sharing mean now? Because I've given this a lot of thought. And I've actually stopped sharing a lot of articles that I used to. Because I realized a lot of the blogs and legitimate news sources that I follow were writing articles that would incense me for the sake of making me angry because the easiest way to guarantee that somebody shares your content is to anger them did you know that i'm sure you had an intuition if you didn't actually know that but if you actually want to get the widest distribution possible you should make people angry be a troll be nasty be terrible because people will share you and then other people will share you and more people will see your content than ever before because you're a jerk and that's the world we've created. Isn't it lovely? And so, of course, I have stopped sharing those things that just make me angry and honestly, and I feel like I've become kind of a Pollyanna on social media in some ways because I don't really talk about the things that I don't like that much except for you know when I'm posting an original idea because or commenting on somebody else's because I don't want to spread the virus of anger and rage throughout the internet I don't think that that's healthy I don't think that's good sometimes there are important stories that need discussing and we need to actually share them and those you know, I'm not arguing are things we should not do. What I am trying to say, though, is that we need to be very careful and we need to be very considerate about how we're doing this. And so that's one of the things that I've stopped doing. But, and this is a big one, I stopped sharing almost everything. Because there was a time when I'd watch something on Netflix and I would kind of tweet out things about it while I watched because that was fun 
and people would interact with those things and we kind of meet people that were watching it at the same time and or had watched it before you and it would be amazing and it would be wonderful and yeah that that doesn't happen as much as it used to and i'm not saying that that needs to happen more i'm just saying that was actually sharing that was fun and it was sharing that wasn't strategic like a lot of people that i know and a lot of people that i follow when they want to get a message shared just add to the end of it please share and i know i did that today i've started podcasting again in earnest and i shared something with my friends on facebook and i ended it with please share the podcast so that people know that i'm doing it again because i can't guarantee that the algorithms are going to let people see that and that is what it is and whether it's good, bad, ugly, indifferent, or anything in between, it is what it is. But it's not quality sharing. I follow a lot of writers on Twitter and Facebook because I am a writer. And so many of them, all they do is they go, have you seen my book? My book is amazing. This is my book. It has just come out. Have you seen my book? Are you interested in these things? Buy my book. And that's not interesting. And I, yeah, I would probably get more readers if I did that, maybe. But I doubt that because I know every time I see that, I kind of just roll my eyes and go on to the next thing because I don't, either don't care or, yeah, I've already bought your book. You don't need to tell me for the 5,000th time to buy your book. I bought your book. Yes. But see, this is where sharing becomes important. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been reading Sovereign by April Daniels. And if you haven't, please do check it out. It's about a trans superhero that is amazing. I love Danny so much. It's, it's hard for me to express how much I'm enjoying this book. But Brian and I are reading it together, and we're going to do a book club episode, or several, where we talk about the book. So please read it so that you're ready for that and are prepared for the spoilers when they come. But I find myself wanting to share things about it because I'm really loving this book. And because everything has become such mundane inanity on these social media platforms, I don't really know what to share anymore. I mean, I get excited about things. Like, the other day I was watching Tristan from Step Back History, and if you don't watch his videos on YouTube, you should. They're amazing. But he made a very funny statement, and I'm watching his live stream, and I just tweeted it. I gave him credit for it because he said it, and I tweeted it, and it was so much fun. Because friends of mine who weren't watching the live stream got to react to it. And we started having really fun discussions about what he said and what it meant. And it became this moment of what social media used to be before it just became, you know, that thing that you do because you have to. Before it was a chore, you know, the pressure of a post. You know, back when sharing was caring... Back when we actually did care what we shared, and we were, saw ourselves as content curators, and really tried to make the most out of everything. 
And it makes me feel kind of like a failure because I don't know how to share the things that I love anymore. I see some examples of this that I really enjoy. And so there's a YouTube series called The Basics that's, I believe, on Scott McPhee's channel that I love, which is all about the Transformers because I am a huge fan of the Transformers through the cartoons and, yes, even the movies. Don't get me started or I'll start talking to you about Michaela and how she's the secret hero and how Megan Fox has been done wrong by Michael Bay because I'm one of those people. Yeah, I... But... <laughs> this... <sighs> That's just them kind of making videos using their passion. And that's part of what I'm going to be doing on this podcast is taking things that I love and talking about it in gross and terrible detail, going into all the little nitty gritty, because that's something that I love. And since this is my first week back doing this, I really wanted to just bring up the question of what does it mean to share the things that you love? How exactly is sharing caring? Because I've watched this actually go to the dark side. There's a channel called Ideas of Ice and Fire that I used to really enjoy. And I enjoyed it on a strange level. Because I am a huge fan of Game of Thrones, but I can't get into the books. I've tried. I've actually bought the first one, Game of Thrones, on audio because I couldn't bring myself to read the damn book. And I was pushing myself through it, and on occasion I'll put it on in the background and kind of let it happen and let it wash over me, but I don't enjoy the writing style. I'm sorry. Maybe he has a different style in the other books, and I keep telling myself that. But since there's so much in each book, and I know that there's differences between the books and the show, I really feel like I need to get through this book before I check out the next one, because I might miss something because I only know the story through the television series. But I really don't enjoy the style of the book, and it bores me, and it upsets me, and it frustrates me in ways that are very hard for me to describe. And I think it's just because it may be that Game of Thrones is the most cisgendered heterosexual thing that I've ever read that wasn't written by Tom Harris. Don't get me started on Tom Harris. But I think that's what it might be, <laughs> to be honest, is that I don't identify with any of these characters. I don't like any of these characters. I don't particularly enjoy the world because we don't get a lot of actual involvement in the world. The story just kind of seems to meander and go about and not really get to where anything interesting is going on and I, I just I'm not a big fan of the books I'm sorry I know a lot of people love George R. R. Martin but I'm not one of them and maybe I will be if I can ever get through Game of Thrones and get on to the next book and maybe my eyes will be open the scales will be removed and I'll find my way there but Ideas of Ice and Channel loves the books and this was great for me because I've always been curious about what the differences are between the book and the series and to get deeper ideas about that, especially trying to see how the series would develop. And so I started watching the show and it was great and it was wonderful. And then at a certain point, he broke up with HBO. <laughs> he fell so hard and fast out of love with the series that I had to unsubscribe because now almost all of his videos, especially when they involve Song of Ice and Fire or Game of Thrones, are just angry 
hateful screeds. And this happens a lot. There are a lot of Star Trek channels I had to stop watching once Discovery happened because they didn't watch Discovery. They just commented about the things that they had seen about it and thought that they knew it. And I'm not saying that Star Trek Discovery is the greatest thing ever, but we've talked about that on the podcast before, too. So, we can talk about that more. And I probably will now that Season 2 is coming up. But, so here we are. What is this all about? What is sharing? Because if sharing is caring, if that's the analogy that we're going about here, why has sharing become one-upsmanship and hate-fueled rhetoric about why I'm better than you or this is better than that? Why can't it just be, this is what I like? Or maybe you're reviewing something you didn't like. You just say, this is something that I didn't like. Why do we have to go after people that were part of something that we don't like? Why was Kelly Marie Tran forced off of social media by jerks who didn't understand, some of them, that they were being jerky? And some of them really did and did terrible things and said terrible things. And it's, it's, I think a lot of it is because of, one, the mob mentality. Mobs are dumber than individuals. And yes, I know there's a thing about the wisdom of the crowds. And yes, on certain subjects, if you, if you ask a whole bunch of people how many pennies are in the jar and you kind of do some math on all of the answers that you get, you'll actually get really close to the number of pennies that are actually in the jar and all of that kind of stuff. And there is some very interesting things there about how truth can kind of be averaged out of communal opinion. But inhibitions tend to go down in groups and... Well, our ugliest instincts can be easily magnified by groups as well. This is where riots come from. You have a couple people that are angry, and then more people get angry, and then, oops, somebody broke a window. And now it's on. <laughs> and it happens. And I've been a part of some of these way back in the past. And they're ugly experiences that when you're done, you can't really imagine how it was that you got involved with this in the first place. And so part of it is... Well, it's easier to gather a crowd if you're being angry. Because remember the rule we said? If you're angry and contrarian, it's easier for you to get shared. And so you get shared and you get a following and people decide to glom on to your position, whatever it is, and magnify it so that they can get shared too. And now you have a mob and now you have anger. <sighs> it does nothing good for any of us. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. But what does it mean to actually share the things that you love? When I'm reading a book, how do I share the things that I love? Especially in context so that they make sense. But without being that spoilery jerk that tells you too much about calamity. Again, if you're not reading Dreadnought, read Dreadnought. Because we're probably going to go right from Dreadnought into Sovereign, which is the second book in the series, which is already out. And I can't believe that I'm coming in this late into the series. And yes, I know, there are only two books, but still, it's such a good book. Read it, read it, read it. <laughs> what does it mean to share what you love? I wish I had an answer. This is kind of why I did yesterday's episode about, you know, communities of curiosity. 
because I don't really have an answer. I mean, I think part of it is like what I was saying the other day with Tristan when he said something smart and funny and witty on one of his live streams. I quoted him and shared it. And there are times when you can do that with a book or a movie or a TV show. And there's a place for all of that. And there's a place for constructing your own memes and for making your own top topics or just going off on a squeeze spree about how awesome and amazing something is. And I guess what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is I think sharing should be caring. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying if you don't have anything to nice, nice to say, don't say anything at all. Because that's not what I'm saying. But I think we need to care what we're sharing. And I think we need to care about what we're sharing. I think we've finally gotten to a point where social media has matured to such a place that we don't really think about what we're doing anymore. Back when all of this first started, it was special because it was new. It was something that we didn't know what to do with. And so we tried things and we see, saw what happened and we looked to see what would happen. But now it's just that thing in our life that, oh, I put on some new makeup. I'm going to Instagram these pictures of me or, oh, I got some new clothes. I'm going to Instagram some pictures of me or, you know, oh, I'm going out to see a movie. You know, it's it's become part of the routine and we don't actually care about it anymore. We have lost that specialness about it. And I'm not saying that we have to start thinking of Twitter as precious or any crazy crap like that. But as somebody who is a fan of mindfulness, maybe we really need to make sharing about caring or caring about sharing, however you want to phrase it, something that we actively bring our mindfulness to. Why are we sharing the things that we're sharing? Are we sharing what we want to share? And not just thinking about these topics from the point of our personal brand and how it makes us look and does this make me seem like somebody that's sexy and they'll get a date or whatever. No, I mean actually thinking about the value that we're putting out into the world and maybe even taking some time to consider whether or not it's worth the time for us to do. I have a friend who does makeup tutorials on Facebook, and I look forward to them every time she does them, because I'm somebody who's both interested in makeup, and I love hearing the little stories that she tells when she's making the videos, because she talks about her daughter, and she talks about her husband, and she talks about her life, and it's like hanging out with her, even though she lives a couple hundred miles away, and I really enjoy that. You can see the care that goes into her doing this. And she just sets up a little live stream and does it because it's something like that she felt like doing. She's not trying to build a channel off of it or anything. She's not trying to build a following off of it because, you know, she's not sticking to a schedule. It's just I felt like putting some makeup on and I'm going to talk to you all while I do it. Let's talk. And there's so much love in the action and so much care in everything that she does 
that it's a moment that brings such profound meaning into my life. And I don't know if she knows this, even though I've told her a couple times how much it means to me when she does this, because a lot of times I'll be sitting home at the end of my work day, getting myself ready to cook dinner, and she'll put up one of the streams, and I'll watch it, and it'll make me smile. And maybe it'll be one of the only things that day that did. And that little act of self-care that she's doing for herself, putting some makeup on because she feels like it, and sharing it out into the world, it has a huge effect on me. And I'm not saying that we need to be calculated about it. I'm not saying that I'm not saying because I'm not saying I'm not saying anymore. But <laughs> if we really want these things to be better, if we really want these things to be meaningful to us, if we want community, because we are always talking about community. And I'm sure you've noticed that. Everybody's using that. That's like the buzzword of the decade. Community this and community that. Did you, did you see we added a new community tab? Yeah. Community is the buzzword. But if we really want to have community, we have to actually think about the things that we care about and what do we want them to grow around us. What do we want the people around us to be like? I tend to attract a lot of writers and creative people, not because that's actively what I seek out, but it's because of what I put out. I love writing and I love talking about writing and world building and stories and fiction that I love. And well, I gather around me a lot of people like that. I share a lot of pictures of my cute little doggy. And so I have a lot of dog lovers to follow. And I'm not saying, well, nope, 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 nope. Not going there again. That phrase. That phrase is my bane in this episode. Because we don't need to become neurotic about what it is we post online. And we don't need to be constantly agonizing over, is this worth posting or is this not? But I think we should bring some mindfulness to it. I keep hearing people talking about how social media is just a cesspool. And I get that sometimes. But a lot more, I am surrounded by friends and people that I, you know, internet friends. <laughs> that I know and have conversation with. And it brings meaning into what would normally just be me taking a break. And I think we can find those things. But we have to prepare for them. If we're just reacting to every little thing, then why should we be surprised that what we have developed around us, especially online, is just a community of reactionaries? Maybe, just maybe, we need to provide action. We need to step forward. We need to think about what it is that we actually want to do, want to be, want to have around us. And kind of audit what it is we do and how we do it and see if we can find ways to bring those better things to us. I don't really have answers here. It's something that I struggle with, and it's one of the reasons why I don't post as much as I used to on social media. And it upsets me, because I miss the conversations that I used to have. But 
I think I am going to try to find ways to be more open about what I love and find ways to talk about things that I'm interested in. Why don't I share the weird pages and images that I'm looking at while I'm researching a topic for a book I'm working on? Why don't I share those things? You never know. Somebody might be able to provide something that I never would have encountered otherwise. I don't because I think to myself, well, I know my timeline is full of a bunch of self-indulgent drivel that I don't really care about. So why should I be adding my own to other people? Well, you know what? When I get obsessed with the Canara, the Canara, and think about how I might put them or something like them into the setting that I'm working on, in the book that I'm working on, maybe somebody else is obsessive about them too. Or has seen somebody else try it and has something to share about how it worked or didn't work. Maybe I'm missing out by keeping quiet. I know I was missing out when I was just the rage machine. Because I didn't really provide anything good. So that's kind of where I'm at. I do think that sharing is caring. And caring is sharing. So if there's a book that you love, tell people about it. If there's a movie that you love or TV show that you love, tell people about it. And just to be really self-serving here, if you like this podcast, tell somebody about it. <laughs> Share us. Let people know that we exist. That I exist. That this podcast exists. Because after all, isn't that all that we're seeking, really? Is for somebody to look out, look at us and say, I see you. Wasn't that really the secret of why Avatar was such a successful movie? Is it was all based on this idea of, I see you, and we just want to be seen. Hmm. Just some weird thoughts. I hope you enjoyed them. I'll see you next time. And whatever you do, don't forget to have the fun.